And I'm Katie. And welcome, welcome to Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best Friends. Hello, listeners, mostly our friends and family. Welcome back to another riveting episode of Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Yes, here we are again in Katie's closet. Mm. It's a little warm, but not too warm. Good to be back. It is. So we are on the general topic of relationships. Still. Still. And as we keep saying every single episode, it will be a while. There's just a lot. There's a lot of general to unpack. (laughs) And so our specific topic today is going to be the big one. The main one. Romantic relationships. Romantic relationships. The first relationship you probably think of when you hear the word relationship. Yes. It's always funny to say, like, my relationship with someone and not mean boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah, romantic interest, SO, all that <laughs> sort of stuff. Um, before we hop into the romantic part of this, we did have some good feedback from some of our friends about mm-hmm. friendship. Yes. And I, I was really focusing on the male friendships. So I have a lot of feedback about that. Well, bring it on. Okay, so I asked, I want to say like, maybe like three or four different male people that I know. And I tried to ask them like, how do you feel about your relationships, your friendships with other guys? Do you feel that it can be like as deep and meaningful as a romantic relationship or friendship with a woman? Do you feel like you have best friends? Do you feel like your friendship is based around activities that you do and less about, like, hanging out and talking? Right. <laughs> as I, I guess I tend to think of, like, my female relationships. That is the bulk of what we do. Like, we do... Act- yeah, we do activities, but it is talk-heavy. Sometimes you talk so much, you have to make other people listen. <laughs> yes. Um, and so what did they say? Um, well, I got some mixed reviews, but generally I feel like it was more than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I got more feedback saying, like, yes, I have a best friend, and yes, I have a best friend who I tell everything to, and I would never hide anything from him, and we're as close as people can be. Which I wasn't totally expecting. You you heard our last episode, we were like, we don't feel like boys have the same kind of relationship. I'm kind of bragging on them. I still don't think they do, but <laughs> it's interesting that you got that feedback. Yes. And so, like, one person said... He feels like maybe he doesn't have as deep of relationships with guys, but he's had multiple best friends throughout his life, like depending on the phases of your life. Because we were saying when we were younger, like I had a school best friend and then I had her as my outside best friend, my my main best friend. So he said he he kind of had that sort of deal where like for a period of time that was you know, whoever it was, was his best friend and they would talk. Um, Somebody else mentioned his, like, best, best friend. And, yeah, he was saying he tells him everything. There's nothing he feels ashamed about talking with him about anymore. Like, all of the macho man rules and, you know, fears have been broken down so that they can, like, actually talk and help each other and be friends to each other. And I think... They generally hang out a lot, but he was saying a lot of his friends are very activities-based as well. Like, this is my band friends, and this is my mountain biking friends, and this is my... I went to college with you, and we had the same major friends. Yeah. (laughs) That whole deal. And then my other male friend just doesn't have friends, so... (laughs) You are his friend. Yes, I am his friend. So he... I don't think he has many guy relationships of any form like like very shallow sort of friendships yeah 
I got feedback from one guy friend about his guy friends, <laughs> and he said, you know, they do like talk about things, but he doesn't think they're like on our level of closeness. He does have a best friend, but what was interesting to me is boys don't ever see each other naked, and I feel like girls we just like change. In front of each other all the time, but that's like another boundary in male relationships. It's like, oh no, I can't see you naked. Yeah, no homo. <sighs> yeah, I feel like, um, like you remember the few years. Well, it wasn't a few years. I guess it was like half of our friendship. It we was didn't, like up until high school, probably. Up until we were, I want to say, fifteen or sixteen, we did yeah. not see each other fully naked. Like it was a thing to like be in your bras around someone. Because there was, I remember the time yeah. before I became like a naked in front of other people sort of person there was a yeah, few where time you were never naked in front of anyone yeah there was a point in time where i was never naked in front of anyone since i was a baby and so it was always like i don't know scary I, I was a nudist kid i had to get that like taught out of me i don't think i had that issue <laughs> but i remember one of our mutual people we were hanging out with was going around trying to rip our bras off and that was terrifying to me yeah no one can see my nipples no yeah, one that's how it was for years so yes we did break that barrier but it took longer than you would have thought like now as an adult as a person who has like been naked in front of lots of other people <laughs> it's no biggie now yeah now i feel like we're very casual about it yeah we both had a job get this we both had a job i had it first and then you had it what a few months later yes where part of the training <laughs> as a spray tan technician is to spray tan your trainer and to get spray tanned by them i had to spray tan the boss mm, that I, was I just did the person who was training me. Yeah. So what that means is you're there for like a week learning how to spray tan people. And then whenever... Getting used to seeing all sorts of humans naked. Yes. <laughs> and then to get a spray tan, like they'd never tell you you have to get naked. They're like, you can wear a swimsuit top like other people do, but most people are topless in their yeah. underwear. Yep. So... I think I kept my bra on for it. Really? Yeah. No. We, me and the trainer both just went, you know, panties only, spray me, go for it. <laughs> so, as in my adult life, seeing someone naked and having someone see me naked is just not a big deal anymore, I guess. Yeah. But at the time... I'd be upset if, like, a stranger just happened to see me naked. I don't know. If someone, like, walked into a changing room, I'd be like, oh. If you were wearing a bathing suit and your boobs kept popping out of it... <laughs> Sorry to call you out. You can't call people out like that. No, it's just something that was very recent, and I think it's hilarious. But I like I would definitely be embarrassed, but I don't think it would be the end of the world. Yeah, I I got flashed on accident by a little boy on a nature trail a few days ago who was he was trying to pee off a bridge. And y'all were both upset. And yeah, he was upset. I was upset. I ran away. He ran away. But like. I don't know. Everyone has these bodies, and we're just hiding them because of our rules. But I don't know. Just a interesting tangent. Oh yeah, sorry. We we went way off. Yeah. Um, Male friendships, uh, possible, probably still not as good as ours. <laughs> I did hear back from um, my dear aunt Rebecca. She has said more than once that she does envy our long, close knit friendship, but that her husband who is in his 70s, 60s, 70s, uh, has 
friends or had friends until very recently that he had known since preschool. So I don't know. Some of his might be or might have been as good as ours. Who's Mm -hmm. to say? I feel like, haven't mentioned it yet, but I definitely believe that relationships are based on like time Time spent because the time you put in it just it changes whatever relationship you have it it grows it faster than any other thing yeah well it's whoever you're choosing to see and then that begets more wanting to see them Mm -hmm. usually so the hours you put in Mm -hmm. make your relationship all right. So let's get romantic. Oh, let's get romantic. Okay. Should we talk about... Oh, God. Do we want to talk about ours first, or do we want to talk Can about... Can we talk about our first rom- romantic relationships? Like, did you have a, like, grade school boyfriend? Mm, I remember I had two... I almost had two boyfriends in pre-K, and then I had to choose one, so I choosed one... And then, like, the next day he got me in trouble, and I got put in timeout, and so I broke up with him. Yeah. I remember, I'm going to say his full name and get in trouble for this, but I dated Brandon Cummings in kindergarten. Oh, and then I dated him for, like, a week in high school. Yeah. It was cool. I wasn't upset. (laughs) But (laughs) we dated, like, dated, you know, we were five and six years old, and for a while like a few months and then he tried to kiss me under the picnic table one time and I punched him in the arm and then a few weeks later he dumped me and I called him a jerk because that was the meanest name I knew and that was that yeah that was my first boyfriend Brandon if you're out there (laughs) (laughs) uh a boyfriend I don't count those, like, I don't count my preschool boyfriend as a boyfriend because I don't... sticks with me because it was funny. It is funny. My first boyfriend touched my butt on the bus, so I broke up with him using (laughs) a post-it note. As you do. As you do. That was, what, junior high? Yeah, that was eighth grade. And then after that late eighth grade, I got my second boyfriend, and that Mm. was very serious, very fast, very stupid teenager. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, fun times. Oh... But you know that feeling where you've never been in love before and you think you love someone because they're the only boy you've ever spent that much time with? Yeah. Oh. You know that feeling where you've never kissed with tongues before and then you kiss someone with tongues and you underneath think you love them? Underneath the seat on a <laughs> charter bus? Oh, God, the tension of adolescence. Yes, because you've never done these things before. That's where anxiety comes from. Yeah. Like, my youthful anxiety was, I've never been in this situation before and I don't know what to do and I'm afraid I'm going to do it wrong. Yeah. But that's also where, like, all that intense feeling comes Excitement from. Excitement and butterflies all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's good and it's bad. Sometimes I'm like, I wish I could feel again. And other times I'm like, do I, though? (laughs) I wish I wasn't so jaded. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I had, like, from six to, I would say, ninth grade, I had, like, varying levels of, like, less intense boyfriends. But then I had my first, quote, unquote, serious relationship uh, in 10th grade. And then I feel like since then, they've all been, I don't know. Serious I've, boyfriends. Yeah, I uh, well, I've had a few I mean, people I've also. Yeah, well, I've had a few people I've called boyfriends that didn't end up being that serious. I just 
whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, we'll be boyfriend and girlfriend. Just like when you're in high school and any person who likes you. And they just ask you. Yeah, and it, they immediately become your boyfriend. And I've had a few of those adult whoopsies where they're like, yeah. you want to be a thing? And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. And that didn't last long. But I'm like, no, you can do better. Yeah. <laughs> this is something I have been dealing with recently and for the last like couple of years is there is a fine line between settling and compromise and I cannot figure it out. I mean, it's like you have to, if you want to be in a relationship, then there's that push and you have to do some level of settling or accepting another person's flaws. If you're like, okay, this is going to be my person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which brings me to one of my favorite topics, monogamy and non-monogamy. And let me tell you, world, I am over monogamy. (laughs) I think I'm going to wrestle with that forever. Yeah. Because deep down, I will always want it. Because as our friendship has shown, I'm very good at being loyal and dedicated to one person. And there's something to be said about that. See, on the other hand, I feel like our friendship satiates my need to be dedicated and loyal to one person. Mm, true. Like, who else is worth this level of dedication? <laughs> also, my problem with monogamy is why would you put the expectation on one person, especially a boy, to check <laughs> all your boxes? That's true. I feel like, similarly, you are my one person in yeah. my life. My constant. We like to say that. We're each other's constant. Yes. And so a boyfriend is just... Extra? Just extra. (laughs) But, like, serious enough, I don't know. It's complicated. It is. Tell me more about the non-monogamy. I have been changing my ideas about what I think a future and a family looks like, because the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't really want to get married, maybe ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless it's some sort of open marriage, but those seem tricky <laughs> and take a lot of work. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. And I am the type of person that when I am in a relationship, I am all in, and I take on the attributes of that person, and I lose it, myself in the relationship. I agree. I've, seen, I've seen that happen time and time again. Yeah. I'm just so supportive as a girlfriend that I lose myself as a person. Are you just me? Is Did I do that to you? Is that why we're good friends? Because you are me now? I don't think I'm you, though. I still, I always notice how we're different. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I, I just do better not in a quote-unquote real relationship. I I tend to agree with a lot of the tenets of non-monogamy, but I've always done stuff like that in, like, short bursts mm-hmm. because I just crave monogamy. I don't know why, but, like, the idea of having multiple people in your relationship to fulfill the multiple needs that you have because, like you said, one person just can't check all the boxes, it mm-hmm. seems. It seems like either my standards are too high or something. Yeah. And so you need multiple people <laughs> well, I think to try. Your standards aren't high enough. Oh. <laughs> I'm never going to find love again. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you still want to get married. I do. I mean, 
everyone wants to get married for the ceremony. Like, I feel like there's yeah. no way in heck you're saying you don't want some sort of ceremony oh, at I some want point. like, a big-ass party. Yeah. Everybody wants that, but, like, the marriage part of it, uh, like, my problem is, like, I can do it. I just don't know if I can find someone else who's right to do it with. And so, therefore, I'm left with no options. Well, and you do all of that, and the person's right, and then five years later, you're different people, and it costs a lot of money and paperwork and lawyers to just break up with them. So, yeah, I'm, like I said, pretty jaded. Yeah, I feel you. To quote Lizzo, <laughs> A, why a man great till he gotta be great, <laughs> and B, you could have had a bad bitch, non-committal. <laughs> it me. <laughs> nice. Okay. Should we talk about more about our relationships? I feel like people are starting to get the messy, like, crap that is our romantic life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I won't get too nitty-gritty. My family does listen to this. Yeah. But, yeah. Needless to say, we've tried all sorts of different people and dating structures and we've tried at different points in our life with different sorts of people and it's just well you don't feel like you have a type (laughs) i have a type but i feel like even within my type there's such a broad range the people are always different and then they're always the same and uh, yeah (laughs) or when you think they're different but then they have the same flaws as everybody else love that (laughs) (laughs) i always have people tell me like you're so different you you're you don't you're not like anybody else and i'm like what kind of people are you dating that are all the same yeah well it's like when you're clearly the best person that someone's met yeah i feel like how do we end up doing that i feel like we have a nose for people who are bad have bad taste? What's the way, way, way? Have um, questionable origins? Uh, oh, uh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, have, no. Because, uh, yeah, they're always just like. Bad taste, maybe. But, but then, then they're they, dating like, us. They walk out and find us. Obviously, we're wonderful. Obviously. That's why, you know. Too much introspecting. We're moving on. Okay. (laughs) So let's talk about healthy and unhealthy relationships. Romantic relationships. Yes. There are all sorts. We've all seen the quizzes of like, are you in a healthy relationship or an unhealthy relationship? I love watching or I love reading the posts on Reddit where it was like, dear people of Reddit, what's the red flag that everyone ignores or what were the red flags in your relationship or what are the green flags for a relationship? I'm so good at ignoring red flags. I know. I gotta like, I gotta like hold you down and be like, um, I I am forgiving to a fault. Yes. No, I have to force her to break up with someone when it's time, hold people accountable or to make a change or to break up with people. Yes. Yeah. So, have you ever been in a relationship that you thought was not the healthiest? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like most? <laughs> I mean, I, I've never been in an abusive relationship, thank yeah. God. Mm-hmm. I've been in emotionally volatile relationships, which a little bit of that's my fault because I like a little drama and a little fighting, but someone shouldn't just make you feel like shit if they're supposed to love you. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. <laughs> But, yeah, I haven't been in, like, super unhealthy relationships, but, I don't know, I like a little 
<laughs> you like it a little spicy. Yeah, just a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you weirdo. What about you? Have all yours been healthy? I feel like mine have been fairly healthy. Like, I don't know. My first big, big, big relationship was, mm, I guess, as healthy as it could be. The problem was I was... Like, I was in charge of the relationship. You were the mommy? Yeah, I was, yeah, we've all ended up being the mommy in the relationship where, like, I was in charge. He had really bad social anxiety and didn't know what to do as a person. He didn't have parents in his life and he was left to to his own devices. And so I was like, You molded him. And I molded him. And I think he wanted that. He wanted my help, but it was. How did he repay you? Oh, he cheated on me for years. So that part is not healthy. That was a little messed up because he ended up, like, living a lie and making me live a lie with him for, like, a long time. Mm -hmm. And so that was not great when I found out. At the time, it was great until I found out. Yeah. So that was not good. And I think I've mentioned this in another one. I was semi-coerced into dating him. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I had no interest in the beginning. And then his friends were like, no, he's great. Give him a chance. Mm -hmm. He really likes you. Come on. Why are you such a snob? Just try him out. Yeah. That whole thing. So that was not a great way to start a relationship. Coercion is bad. Yes. If people don't want to do things, no means no. (laughs) Yes. Nagging people into a relationship or nagging people into a date or nagging people into sex or nagging... That one's rape. (laughs) Yeah. All of these things are coercive, and they're wrong and bad, and no means no. Yeah, you shouldn't be worn down into saying yes. It should be It's definitely happened to me in all sorts of different situations from romantic partners, and it's unacceptable. (laughs) Yeah, y'all cut that shit out. Yeah. What else? Codependence. Ooh, we know about that. We do know about that. (laughs) I don't know how much I know about that in relationships. I it's uh, foggy in my mind, like yeah. my understanding of it. I think a big part of it is like I don't know, I've heard somewhere that it's okay to be really attached to your partner if they're as attached to you, but you also you just want to make sure that you're not each other's only like friends and only source of anything. Mm-hmm. I think that's where codependence gets icky is like if y'all can't go to anyone else mm-hmm. ever. Yes, I have some people in my life who recently got divorced and that seemed to be, seemed to be, I don't know, how their relationship was turning out was they were each other's friends and it didn't seem like they had friends or family in their lives that they could like have adult talks with or hang out with much. It seemed like they were their only people in their lives. Right. And I think you need same-sex friends to, like, discuss and complain about your partners with. Yeah, you have to have someone to bitch about your partner with, because you have to get it out. Because they're not perfect. They're never perfect. No. Neither are you. They need to bitch to someone also. Yeah. You got to get it out. You got to talk to people. You got to get advice from other people. You got to f- work it out. Mm-hmm. Find a way to work it out. Otherwise, y'all are just going to be, what, screaming at each other the whole time? <laughs> so, Katie, I've been wondering, mm. <laughs> is the institution of marriage really outdated and archaic and dead? Uh, the In the U.S., I feel like the institution and the ceremonies and the, like, 
all that stuff that's like inside marriage is really weird. Have y'all been to like a wedding in a church recently? <laughs> like a very traditional Not at least since March. <laughs> well, well, yes. But if you've ever I've only been to a handful of weddings, but I went to one years ago, but it was a very like Christian in a church wedding. And the stuff they were saying was cringy and horrifying. Do they do, like, the father giving the bride to the husband? No. I, well, probably. I w- the only thing I remember was just the vows of the, the wife will be obedient to her husband, who is the head of the house, as God is the yeah. head of his sheep. Like, that whole thing, like, no freaked me out. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, mm, why are you writing this, like inequality into your yeah. marriage. Why does this sound like it's from the Old Testament and you're being sold for cattle? Yeah. So there are a lot of things with marriage that are outdated and don't necessarily fit our cultural standards anymore. You know what I'm not good with? What? <laughs> Last names. Oh. And like, okay, I understand like having a family name. But why why does the last name of the father always get passed on to the child when you know all he contributed to making that child versus what she contributed to making the child? I don't know. It just grinds my gears. <laughs> I feel like there's not an easy solution because the whole hyphenated last name thing. Then you're just a kid stuck with two last names. Yeah. Then you have two last names or one and gets to be a middle name. And then what about you get married? Like, mm-hmm. Then you're just going to have four last names with your partner. Yeah. yeah. So I don't I I don't understand how to make an easy solution of it, but it is Matriarchal one of those circle system. <laughs> there you go. But it is old and a weird tradition yeah. left over from times I also don't like horrifying. that men are Mr. Forever and women <laughs> you have to go from Miss to Mrs. because everyone has to know if you have been claimed <laughs> by a man. It well, has to be in your title. Let me just tell you, I call everyone Miss because I could never be bothered to say Mrs. Yeah. So, and I can only think of one student in my life who ever, like, tried to say Mrs. Tried like to Mrs. you. Yeah, he, he called me Mrs. <laughs> I got that a little bit when I was working at a school. I People didn't know. I feel like people don't try that hard to yeah. add an extra it's, and I never did it, when I was in school like I knew it was MRS and I knew it was pronounced Mrs but I'd never like well, you say it so fast Miss Miss so I just didn't bother with it no I feel like maybe it was the militaristic aspect of my school but Ooh, probably it was important to call teachers by their titles so yeah oh. hmm. what else might be a little outdated about marriage Oh, so many things. Um, I have some friends that are getting married, and it's just interesting to see how they're figuring out who's paying for what. Because a lot of it is like, you know, their families are giving them X amount, but then it's like these old traditions of the bride's parents are expected to pay for this and that, and the groom's parents are doing that. And I don't know, I... I kind of expect if I'm going to get married, like, I don't know. I don't know. I would think I'd be old and my partner would be old and we'd pay for it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say is I'm just like, never have I ever been in a place where I ever expected my family to buy me anything past 18 years old. Yeah. 
and they have, and I'm super thankful for it, but I, like, my parents were not rich, so I never thought about them being like, oh, whenever this happens, they'll pay for it. I don't know. As we've said, I have been spoiled by my family, but I don't know why marriage just doesn't come into that for me of, like, something I would want their help on. Oh. Because it seems, it seems odd. I don't know. I don't know. Weird. So, divorce. Everyone's getting divorced, right? <laughs> Half of all marriages end in divorce. I and feel like I've I heard, love that yeah. because that means women have a right to leave now and they don't feel ashamed to. <laughs> yeah, like you hear about these couples that were together for 80 years, but it's like how many of them were scared to leave or couldn't leave or were shamed out of leaving and it's like what are you holding on for the sake of holding on or because it's actually someone you want to spend your whole life with Mm -hmm. so i think i think divorce is good because if you're stuck in a loveless unhappy marriage that's worse than being able to get out now it is a shame that so many people get married and i guess don't understand the gravity of the situation, but they're the ones who have to pay to get divorced, so there you have it. Yeah. Hopefully they figure it out before they have a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Like, marriage is annoying and an inconvenience to try and end and dissolve, but marriage is not what makes a couple, it seems. It seems like once you have a child, that person is in your life forever. That's the true commitment one way or another. In a lot of situations, not all. Yeah. If you don't want to, don't get knocked up. <laughs> hmm. What else? Um, I have a concept I heard, I think, from How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. that every relationship, romantic relationship, has a reacher and a settler. And I feel like I agree with that. So, like, one person that's a little out of the other one's league... But it's like the settler has the sense of security and the reacher has like the hotter partner. What do you think of that? I feel like in a lot of instances that's true or at least feels that way because the woman, sorry, we're going to get into other sorts of relationships, but I'm going to use a cis example. Let's say the woman feels like she is settling and he is reaching, but he could feel the exact same way. True. So that would... And it's not just looks. It could be that person has more financial stability. That person has a higher level of education. I feel like there are all sorts of reachers and settlers. Whenever I think of that, I think of, like, who likes the other one more. Like, regardless of what another person brings to the table, like, sometimes you just feel like you like a person more or you want that person more than they want you or like you. Not a good place to be, and I won't go back there. (laughs) I will always be the less invested. Sorry. Oh, no, I like I'm getting to the point where like go in whole hog. Yeah, I'm getting to the point where I really want to feel like I want someone and I want to work for that person and just like work. (laughs) Yes, I want I want to reach a little. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my relationships that have been the most successful, there's some level of me reaching. I feel like you really like guys that you respect. Yes. I think that is it. I, On like I, a professional, intellectual, and like physical level. Yeah. 
there that's what I reach for is something hot and successful hot and successful <laughs> or other things like I think it's been just sheer attractiveness I think there's been times with certain guys where there's just something so attractive about them yeah that I'm just like I'm under their spell mm. <laughs> yeah sucks to suck <laughs> I can't say anything that spell is what makes you ignore the red flags ooh yeah. I feel like I, I'm i hyper-aware. Like, bringing back to my point about, like, is it a compromise or is it settling? Like, is this a red flag? Is this something I should care more about? I feel like I just, my standards are too high and I don't know. I don't know. If you want a person to be your person for at least a decade, then, <laughs> you know, they better be really, really great. Yeah. And the things that bother you shouldn't be deal breakers. I feel like in my younger years, you would have just stuck with whatever person. Yeah. And now we know so much better. Before we knew about internet dating, it was just like, oh, I found someone that I have enough in common with. I have this class with them, so we'll spend all our time together and be in love. But the next best thing is always out there with internet dating. Unfortunately, yes, that is the good and bad thing about internet dating is yeah. it opens you up to all these people and all these possibilities, but then there's all these people and, they, and there's all these possibilities. And, and everyone is shopping. Yeah. I think I've heard that before is like, it's part of the millennial cultures. Yeah. Which That's it, why we're so noncommittal is because it's so easy to swipe to the next person. Mm-hmm. It's good and it's bad. And it has left me without knowing what I should be doing or what I should be looking for. Or when I feel is... like I'm just hitting my stride. <laughs> oh, I just, I don't know. Dear listeners, let us know if you too are confused by the ins and outs of romantic relationships, monogamy or not. Or if you've got it figured out, if you're one of my relatives that's like been married for ever 30 40 years let me know yeah how you decided on that and i don't know i i just don't ever want to get married and then regret it because i feel like i would try to stick it out i don't know i don't know what i would do okay let's talk let's move on to our lgbtq relationships we don't as i i am a very straight heterosexual cisgendered person yeah so I can't speak much to anything like that. Like, I don't know about any sort of intricacies of the LGBTQ relationships yeah. and all the stuff and all of the the baggage that can come along with that. I mean, me neither. I haven't, I haven't figured out how to date a woman. Not through lack of trying. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as I have dated a trans person, a man... And, like, that was cool on a, I don't know, it was good on a lot of levels, but then it was... Bad on a lot of levels. Not because yeah. they were trans, but because of their personality, specifically. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Talk about red flags I ignore. <laughs> <sighs> but, yeah, I mean, that's the most, like, I don't know, non-heterosexual relationship I've been in, I guess, and it hardly counts. <laughs> Oh, and so back to saying that marriage is outdated and this, that, and the other thing. 
But now anyone can get married. Finally. Finally. Thank goodness. Yeah. I mean, when 16-year-olds can get married with their parents' signatures, but two grown men that love each other can't, like, that was just ridiculous. Yes. So, luckily now they... (laughs) They, too, can enjoy the horror and anguish of divorce and love (laughs) that comes with marriage and the anguish Uh, that comes with divorce. Yeah. Well, listener, if you didn't know before, I I am jaded and Katie is hopeful. (laughs) I mean, I'm hopeful, but I'm also just like, but there's no way to win. Yeah. Why does it feel like? Because you just have to settle at some point. And hopefully you're settling for someone really great, but it's still settling. It's saying, like, you're the best person I'm going to get, and I'm done. Yeah. I I read or watched or something. I heard about some sort of formula that someone had invented to decide, like, when you should settle down. And it was... I want to say it was a video because I have some sort of imagery placed with it, but it was talking about, like... Within however many years, if you've dated this many people, then the next person you date that was as good as this person should be the person you invest yourself in if you want to be married by this time or something like that. That makes sense. So it's all about, do you want to spend this amount of your life with a person no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. Unless it's you. No. Well, if we're both 40 and unmarried, we're going to have to get married. If for nothing but the ceremony. Mm. I, yeah. It's definitely be beautiful. It'll be beautiful. Crying the whole time. <laughs> oh. Well, listener, I think that's like, we could go on and on and on about our personal romantic relationships, but, but I feel not. like that's a little messy, I think, yeah. for our mainly friends and family podcasts. Yeah. So we're just going to hold back on all the, like, personal stories. But tell us your personal stories, and then we'll tell other people your yeah. personal stories. Like, if you have marriage, figure it out. Let me know. If you have divorce figure it out let me know if you are a member of the lgbtq community and you have a different perspective we would like to hear it we would like to hear if there's something specific to your group that might you know hinder or help your romantic relationships i mean i've read a lot of things about like lgbtq relationships but i don't i don't want to talk about what i don't know and haven't experienced i want to talk about what you've experienced Mm -hmm. so So write in and let us know. Yes. As always, you can reach us at gstbfbf at gmail.com or on Instagram at gstbfpod. Oh, romantic relationships. I'd say it's the driving force of a lot of who I am. Yeah. As an adult... I feel like it's a big driving force just for society. Yeah, for society, for people, and definitely for me. (laughs) It's a thing. Yeah. And it's always going to be. I guess for me, too. Like, the types have changed, but it's still a big part of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And it always will be. Hmm. Well, (laughs) this was relationships, and romantic relationships specifically. 
Yeah. I don't know what we're talking about next week. Mm. Yeah, write in. Tell us what we should talk about next week. Because <laughs> yeah. we don't know. <laughs> All right. This has been Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. Bye. Bye. I'm Katie. Get with it. <laughs> no. How does it make you feel? Like a bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>